Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. So I have this pair of Argyle socks that are red and green, and they're really cool. And then I have this pair of wool socks that are nice and warm, and I wear those in the winter. And then I have these, you know, they're kind of like running runner's socks. They're really short, and you could barely see them over your sneaker. And I always feel really weird, like they're like peekaboo socks or something. Anyways, welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is uh, uh, Jonathan Messenger, and... I just, uh, without Bebop, who knew? Who knew I, I needed Bebop so much? Anyways, we have a show to do today. Um, I'll talk more about my socks after the show. But you guys had a choice to make last week, and that was whether, when faced with the Guardian of the Marlow, the explorers should either run to the Captain's Bridge, where all the kids were being held, or go to the library, where Paige and Meg were. And you voted, and that's what's happening in this week's episode of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 4, Episode Infinity, The Last Resort. Goodbye, Explorers Troop 301. Once and for all. The Marlowe Guardian was enormous, about three times as tall as the kids, with a round, armored body and a giant head that looked like it had been recycled from an old explorer pod. Bunce looked funny up there, unstable, like a baby who had been sat atop a horse for a photo and was both terrified and delighted to find himself on this creature. Foggy saw something different, however. He saw that Bunce was vulnerable, and so, without saying a word, he flew up toward the ceiling directly at Bunce. Ah! Stop it! Bunce nearly fell off the Guardian as he tried to wave away Foggy, but Foggy never even got that far. The Guardian put up a massive hand and caught Foggy. Foggy! No! yelled Finn. The Guardian stopped the flying robot with one hand and then, with incredible speed, placed him down on the floor. Foggy, stunned, snapped out of it and then flew at Bunce again. Cut it out! But the Guardian again grabbed Foggy and again placed him unharmed on the floor. What is going on here? said Abigail. Foggy tried again and again the Guardian, like he was playing catch with Foggy, put him back down on the floor. Oh, I get it, said Elias. The Guardian is trained to not harm anyone or anything of the Marlow. He must recognize something of Foggy that he was made on our ship. So even though he's programmed to protect Bunce, his programming also won't let him hurt Foggy. Foggy 
emboldened by this, zipped through the guardian's legs, around the robot's back, up to where Bunce was perched. But again, in the blink of an eye, the guardian had caught Foggy and placed him on the floor. Ugh, this is embarrassing, said Foggy. Though I appreciate not being hurt. So does that mean we're safe too? said Vale, taking a step toward the guardian. But the giant robot brought a fist down onto the floor, right in front of Vale's foot. Oh, I uh, guess not. The kids all dashed through the guardian's legs and out of the mess hall, into the corridor. It must be because we broke into the ship that it sees us as an enemy, said Elias. But if that's the case, we don't have time to explain what's happening, said Finn. It's happening, whether we understand it or not. Where do we go from here? Elias pointed, and Foggy swooped up the explorers, zipping down the hall. They could hear the Guardian lumbering out of the mess hall behind them. They flew all the way to the captain's bridge. Ha 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 ha! You fools! You have fallen straight into our trap! Finn, Abigail, Foggy, and Vale saw all of the kids of the Marlow huddled together in the room, and there, with a sword in hand, keeping them at bay, was a strange pirate bot. What is this, Knight of the Weird Robots? said Abigail. Who are you? It is I, Hookbot, Scourge of the Marlow, protector of Davy Jones's locker and famed intergalactic pirate. Now, kneel before me. Is this guy for real? said Vale. I remember hearing about you. You're Faithy's old robot. I thought we left you on some... Yes! We've been through this already. No need to recap my backstory again. I urge you, if you value your very lives, you will kneel. Oh, hey, Olivia. Hey, Olivia, said Finn. When did you guys get back? Grand salutations, Finn friend, said the twins. We received word of distress upon your ship and arrived to assist. Cool. Does this hookbot guy know about you? I assure you there is nothing that happens on this ship that escapes my knowledge. No, he definitely does not, said the twins. Wait, what are we talking about? Hookbot took a step backward, and in the blink of an eye, Olivia and Olivia assumed their true forms. No longer young explorers, they were giant dragon aliens. Oh, no, I definitely did not know that, said Hookbot, as the two flew down and grabbed the robot's arms. Unhand me! I am your superior officer and I don't countenance mutiny! I But before he could finish his sentence, he was gone. And so were Olivia and Olivia. <laughs> Look, said Abigail. The twins were floating outside the large window of the captain's bridge, Hookbot in hand, waving to their friends. Well, that's one weird villain down, said Finn, but that guardian is going to be in here any second. What do we do? I hate to say it, said Foggy, but I believe we have to abandon ship. No one said anything, shocked by Foggy's words. Look at how many children are here that we have to think about, said Foggy. We need to make sure everyone is safe. That has to be our number one priority. No way, said Abigail. We are not losing the Marlow. We've come this far already. This bridge 
It serves as its own vessel. It was meant as a landing module if the Marlow ever returned to Earth. We could separate it now from the rest of the space station, jettison everything else, leaving the Guardian and Bunts to float away on a ship with no controls. Do it, said Finn. The Guardian's too big. It's our only hope. How long will it take? Are you crazy? said Abigail. We're not giving up on the Marlow. Bunce is a brainless little man sitting on top of a brainless big robot. Come on, we can take them. Fifteen minutes, said Foggy. Okay, said Finn. Then we need to hold off the Guardian until then. And there's one piece of cargo left on the Marlow that I need to bring back here. Page. Abigail nodded. All right, then you go get Paige and let us handle the Guardian. If we can't stop it in the next 15 minutes, then we go with your plan and abandon the rest of the space station once you're back here with your sister. But if we stop the Guardian, then we stick with the Marlow, and I was right all along, and you owe me 20 ice creams. Finn laughed. <laughs> I'm not sure about that last part, but otherwise, deal. All right, so we have two options here. Argyle socks or wool socks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do we stick with Abigail as she tries to take on the Guardian? Or do we follow Finn as he tries to rescue Paige? Your vote counts. We need your votes. Go to fincastmedia.com slash choose. Vote your little heart out. And then we'll see you on Friday. Thanks so much. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Johnny's trying to find me, but he fails. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.